Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Thursday, February 27th, and this is your FT News Briefing. President Donald Trump downplays the criticism over how his administration is handling the threat of the coronavirus. Investors bet that central banks will come to the rescue of financial markets in response to the outbreak. Microsoft says it could feel a sting from COVID-19's effect on supply chains, and Walmart might be making moves to sell off a major UK asset. The FT's Alistair Gray will have more. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. On Wednesday, U.S. President Donald Trump spoke for nearly an hour about how his administration is handling the coronavirus outbreak in America. The bottom line? He says everything is under control. We're very, very ready for this, for anything, whether it's going to be a uh, breakout of larger proportions or whether or not we're, uh, you know, we're at that very low level. That was Mr. Trump at a press conference yesterday. The president has been criticized for his approach to the seriousness of the situation. The White House has asked Congress for $2.5 billion to tackle the crisis. Top Democratic Senator Chuck Schumer said the country would need $6 billion more. Earlier this week, health officials at the Center for Disease Control said Americans should prepare for the outbreak to spread. But when this was brought up during Wednesday's press conference, Mr. Trump deflected. Well, I don't think it's inevitable. It probably will. It possibly will. It could be at a very small level or it could be at a larger level. Whatever happens, we're totally prepared. We have the best people in the world. As part of this preparation, Mr. Trump tapped Vice President Mike Pence to coordinate Washington's response to the spread of the coronavirus. Mike will be working with the professionals, doctors, and everybody else that's working. The team is, is brilliant. I spent a lot of time with the team over the last couple of weeks, but they're totally brilliant, and we're doing really well, and Mike is going to be in charge, and Mike will report back to me. And then there was the question of weak markets on investor concerns about the economic effects. Wall Street extended its losses on Wednesday after another volatile day. But Mr. Trump said he expects things to rebound once the 2020 presidential election is over. And I think after I win the election, I think the stock market's going to boom like it's never boomed before. Just like it did, by the way, after I won the last election. The stock market the day after went up like a rocket ship. Meanwhile, investors are now betting that it will be central banks that come to the rescue as the effects of the coronavirus on economic and financial activity continue. This week, traders raised their expectations for rate cuts from the Federal Reserve and other big central banks. Markets are now pricing in more than two cuts by the Fed over the coming 12 months, implying a move of at least half a percentage point from the current level of one5 to 1.75%. At the start of the year, the consensus was that even a single cut couldn't be guaranteed. The flight by investors into safe assets helped push the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond yield to an all-time low on Tuesday. At the end of last year, the Fed indicated it wanted to keep its policy on hold to judge the impact of three cuts it made in 2019. Fed policymakers haven't given any indication since then that they will shift from that stance. And while investors are focusing their attention on the Fed, in part because it still has significant space to lower interest rates, they're watching other central banks too. The European Central Bank, which cut its deposit rate to minus half a percent last September, is priced for another tenth of a percentage point cut this year. Now, another big tech company is warning about the effects of the coronavirus on its supply chain. 
Last week, Apple said the disruption in China meant the supply of iPhones would be temporarily constrained. Well, yesterday it was Microsoft's turn to manage expectations. The company came out and said it will miss its earlier revenue guidance for the third quarter in the part of its business that sells its Windows and Surface products. Microsoft said its supply chain is returning to normal operations, but at a slower pace than anticipated when executives spoke to analysts alongside second-quarter earnings. That's when the company said the Windows and Surface products would generate between $10.75 billion and $11.15 billion in revenue between January and March this year. The guidance for its other segments was unchanged. Shares were down more than 2% in after-hours trading. Other non-tech businesses predicted they would struggle too. Yesterday, Marriott International cautioned it faces a $25 million monthly hit to revenues due to weak travel demand in Asia. But it added that it was too early to estimate the overall financial effects of the virus. And U.S. retail giant Walmart is making moves to lessen its presence in the U.K. The FT's Alistair Gray is following the story. Walmart's confirmed that it's holding talks with private equity firms about selling a stake in Asda, the UK supermarket chain. This is after there was a big deal in the UK. Asda was supposed to be merging with Sainsbury, but that deal was blocked last year by UK antitrust regulators. But Walmart has said they'd actually much prefer an initial public offering and IPO for Asda. So, Alistair, why is Walmart doing this? So the UK businesses have really become a a pretty small part of Walmart. The company paid over £6 billion for the business way back in 1999 when there was a a lot of excitement about it and uh, there was a bidding war, in fact, with Kingfisher for Asda. Since then, it's really diminished in importance. Just last week, there were um, a series of management uh, presentations at the New York Stock Exchange by Walmart. And I think the UK was mentioned, probably count the number of references on the fingers of one hand, all of which were pretty negative, saying how the UK business was challenging and they expected it to continue to be soft, in their words, uh, this year. Asda still generates a decent amount of cash for the group, but it's got a strong presence in uh, the north of England and Scotland, and those markets are especially competitive in part because of the um, expansion of Aldi and Lidl. So uh, with them changing the focus, where where are they focusing their business now? So the CEO identified very clearly last week what the uh, priority markets for Walmart are. UK was conspicuous by its absence from that list. Uh, US is still accounts for the majority of sales. But the international part of Walmart is in its own right, be one of, if it was an independent company, would be one of the world's five largest retailers. They are are really focusing on hot growth markets like India and China, Mexico and Canada, in North America, also a priority uh, priority market. And the UK just doesn't really fit with that vision. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. How do you build a healthy city? I'm Cheryl Brumley, the head of audio at the Financial Times, and that's the question we're tackling in a new six-part series. Cities are home to more than half the world's population. Billions of us are drawn to the hustle and bustle, to the excitement and opportunity they provide. 
but city dwellers also face a harmful mix of public health problems like obesity, aging, and toxic levels of pollution. In this series, our editor of FT Health Reports, Darren Dodd, speaks to six FT journalists in cities around the world about the politicians, health experts, and local residents changing lives through creative interventions. From tackling loneliness in Copenhagen, I said to people, I am lonely. Help me. People don't hear it. To better urban planning in Singapore. It's also a sky garden in front of all this care center uh, where there's playground for the little children and fitness corner for the elderly. To overcoming fitness inequality in New York. Hypertension, diabetes, obesity. We need a space that is ours to do our healing. We show you how modern cities are the new battlegrounds for the creation of a healthier society. That's all in our podcast, How to Build a Healthy City. You can listen for free on FT.com, Apple Podcasts, Acast, or your podcatcher of choice. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.